0: Hello and welcome to the Promotion Playbook podcast. This is your go-to resource if you're an experienced firefighter or first responder and you're looking for a way to create the best stories, to implement the best strategies, and then to apply and master the skill set necessary for you to soar through your promotional test and to go on to do well in the position. So we offer a ton of resources here. If you haven't got the book, go to Amazon and buy The Promotion Playbook. You can also find out more resources on promotionplaybook.com. We also have a Facebook and a YouTube channel. And through this, you can have interviews and I'm gonna continue to give uh, fresh and updated content. I look forward to being your guide on this path to your promotional test success. And I look forward to hearing about your success. Now we'll get into the episode. So for this episode, we're talking all about stories. Specifically, there's gonna be three stories that I'm gonna help you to refine. And if you understand these three questions, which lead to great stories about yourself, then it's really gonna help you to prepare for your assessment center, for your interview. It also just helps in life to be able to tell really good stories. There's a saying, there's a quote from Tony Robbins that says, the only thing standing between you and what you want in life is the bullshit story you tell yourself about why you can't have it. So if you tell yourself a story that's going to empower you, it's going to help you to get what you want. If you tell yourself an excuse or some other story, it's going to take you out, then that's going to keep you from it. So the only thing standing between you and your successful promotion is the bullshit story you tell yourself as to why you can't have it. So three stories I'm going to help you to create are... they're going to be response to three core questions. And so you really have to rehearse these questions. You have to refine your answers to these questions. And if you can um, present your answer to these questions in a story that is authentic to you, that is heartfelt, and it also has logical numbers to back it up, it's really going to help you to accelerate with your promotional test. It's common that a lot of times people, when they get ready for an interview or an oral board, or preparing for a test, they'll get a big bank of test questions. And there is there is some advantage to that. It's helpful to be prepared for all the different types of questions that can come up. But don't, don't do that until you are really clear on the stories that drive you. Our stories determine how we feel, and our feelings determine how we act. So our worldview, is shaped and determined by the stories that we're constantly telling ourselves. If you look at the stories of the greatest teachers of of our time, greatest teachers of humanity, the greatest leaders, they often speak in parables, which are short stories. They'll tell parables or maybe even longer stories. Um, An example is Jesus Christ in the New Testament. He often speaks in parables. It's rare that he'll try to explain something without giving a symbol or a metaphor or a short story to explain the concept that it leads to. Because with stories, we better understand it and our minds our minds and our hearts operate through stories. So the story that you're telling yourself determines your response and your action and your feelings and your behavior. So it's really important to be intentional about the stories that you tell about yourself, about your position, about your department. Another example before we get into it is the department that you work for or want to work for likely has a mission, a vision, and values. That mission, vision, and values is an example of a story. Stories drive culture, and so if you can tell really good stories, it'll not only help your assessment center, but it can also help you to believe in a cause, to um, uphold a mission statement, and to drive culture. Stories drive culture. So stories are critically important. It's one of the three areas that we focus on in the promotion playbook. We have stories, we have strategies, and we have skill sets. And so what you can expect for these recordings for the, next, for the next several weeks is I'm going to be covering this fundamentals. Today, we're starting with story and these three core stories you have to rehearse. Next, we're gonna get into the strategies and then the skills, and then we'll also continue to bring in interviews from other people. So here's the three stories that we're gonna cover. We have, who are you? Why do you want this position? And what have you done to prepare? Just to give you an example of how these play out is that in the promotion playbook, there is, again, story, strategy, skill set are the three, the three critical pieces towards a comprehensive approach for your assessment center, for your promotion. There's a story is, is told through this character named Jake. Jake is an experienced firefighter. He has real good values. He's hardworking. He has, um, has a young family at home. He's married. He's got kids and he's focused on the career, and he's focused on serving his community. What you could say is that who Jake is, is he's a faith-based, family-focused firefighter who's committed to serving his community and having a a long, long, successful, healthy, fulfilling career. Why does it matter to Jake? So throughout the, throughout the story is it matters to him because he wants to make his family proud. His dad was the fire chief of his organization. He wants to make him proud. He wants to make his crew proud. He wants to contribute and he wants to give and he wants to grow. And that's his big why that you see is that throughout the story is he has this why is that he wants to contribute. He wants to grow. He wants to um, provide and protect his family and to have this great career that allows him to do that. And throughout it, at the end of the story, it ends up being his why, is that he wants to contribute and develop others so that when he leaves his career, it stands his time, his short time on this earth or his short time in the career, stood for something bigger than just his promotion, is that when he leaves the department, whether it's because of age or time or injury, whatever causes him to leave, he knows that he made a difference and that he stood for something bigger than himself. And that ends up being the bigger, why to his promotion. And the end of the story is that he helps to mentor and to guide somebody else. So he went on this quest to figure out how to be successful at the, at promotional test. He had a mentor that helped teach him and guide him. And then he had this growth and then he grew and then he contributes and gives back at the end. And it's just, um, that's part of his why that it matters. Next is what has he done? So the what is more of the logical piece of it as to what are the specific results that he's provided. It's great to have a great story. It's great to have an emotional impactful why, Um, but if you don't deliver the results in the position, then it doesn't matter. So results are extremely important and you have to bring your results to the table for your assessment center. So the, the story, again, the story in the promotion playbook is that the first part of it that presents the seven strategies is in a story format. So I'm going to get into each of these questions, and I'm going to give you some resources that you can apply to help refine your stories that are going to help you to identify who you are, why does this promotion matter, and what have you done to prepare and then I'm also going to throw in a couple extra story tools that can help because <clears throat> being able to tell a good story, it's not so much what happens to you. So there's a saying is that it's, it's not what happens, it's what you do with what happens to you. It's what you make things mean. So in life, something happens, we make it mean something, we place a story on it, and then we play out our lives based on that experience. So something happens we make it mean this, and then we respond accordingly. Something happens, we make it mean this, we respond accordingly. So an example that I commonly see is that somebody prepares for a promotional test and they go for it and then they end up failing it or they don't do as well. They get beat by someone that they think they should, uh, shouldn't get beat by, so they have a setback. They fail a test <clears throat> and they make it mean there's a choice here. So something happens is that somebody fails a test and some people choose to make it mean that the department, the test process wasn't fair, the department's crap, the, um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't fair, it wasn't run well, you know, they go victim to it. And with that response, it doesn't typically lead to the best long-term uh, career. You know, it's, it's okay to have those hard feelings um, to be upset if you fail a test. But, you can choose to be a victim or you can choose to use it to serve you. And the another meaning that you could place on it is that it's only gonna make you stronger for the next test. So if you go and you test and you fail, um, you could go victim and just say, hey, this doesn't work. The department doesn't work. It wasn't fair. And you could play this victim story or you could own it that failure and realize that it is that life is happening for you not to you, and this is a gift. Even though it hurts, pain will lead to hunger and drive and future possibility so that you'll be successful the next time it comes around. So the story is often made. So something happens, we make it mean something, and then we live our lives according to that meaning, that story that we placed on it. So you wanna intentionally choose the best story that's gonna serve you. So starting off is the who question. Who is, and then from this question, your response can be in a story format. So question, who are you? This is a very important question because it leads to an identity question. And if you're congruent with an identity, identity is one of the the strongest motivational forces of human nature. So if you believe you are a certain way, you're gonna you're gonna do everything possible to act congruent with that behavior because it's your identity. And so if you wholeheartedly believe that you are ready for the next position and you start to act in that position, you start to prepare for that position, it's really going to show in an assessment center. And so when you go into an assessment center, if you own the position and act as if you are that position, you are that person for that position. You're already in that role. Then it's just the assessment center can be just another day on the job as opposed to just passively showing up and um, you know auditioning for it. You just show up and you're like, I am this company officer. I am this chief. I am this uh, engineer. I am this firefighter already. And whatever you're giving me is just another day of me being at the job. This is who I am this is what I do. And having the ownership of that identity is really helpful. So the big part of identity is the way that you answer. So, so here's a question. Who are you? The response to that is going to be, I am. I am a company officer. I am this. I am that. I am this. And, and that statement of I am is tremendously powerful and impactful, The I am is a statement of creation. And so if you go back again, I'll reference the Bible again in the Old Testament is there's a reference to when God first reveals himself to Moses in the book of Exodus. And he says that I am, I believe the saying is I am that I am. And so when you're saying I am, that is a declaration of who you are. Now it also goes, so that's on the individual level So I am whatever follows that. The other part of that, we are whatever follows the we are. So I am and we are. So I am as the individual piece, and then we are is part of a group identity. So a few examples from my own life is that I played football. So I identified as a football player for a big portion of my life. And then I went to a college at Northern Arizona University, and the, the mascot was a lumberjack. So I'd say, I'd say uh, you know, I'm a football player and I play for the lumberjacks. So I'm a lumberjack. The other schools in Arizona is you have Arizona State University, which is the Sun Devils. And then you have the University of Arizona, which is the Wildcats. So people that attend those schools that are proud of their schools, um, that may play sports for their schools or just enjoy being part of those schools, it's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a Wildcat. Um, <clears throat> I'm a Sun Devil or I'm a lumberjack. And a lot of times, the different schools will get rivalries, and so as this identity of if you identify as being a Sun Devil with Arizona State University, you're gonna you're gonna have this rivalry. <clears throat> Excuse me, you're gonna have a rivalry between um, the Wildcats. So when they at football games are like, you're a Wildcat, you're not with us because I'm a Sun Devil, and you create this tribe. We're we're tribal beings. Human beings are very tribal in our nature, and so. We identify our tribes is that who you identify with helps to determine the beliefs that you hold, which are determined by the stories that you tell yourself. So uh, it's so all of this is leading towards the importance of really digging into who it is that you are and how you're going to share that with the oral board. And the tool that you can find in the promotion playbook is in strategy number five. As I present th- this wheel, This so if you picture this wheel, and then it's divided into four different pieces equally. So it's like a wheel with four parts. And in that, the four parts to this wheel is these four dimensions of life. <clears throat> you have your faith, you have your finance, you have your family, and you have your fitness. <clears throat> I'll say it again, uh, I'll, maybe in a different order. Faith, family, finance, fitness. You have your faith, you have your family, you have your finance, and you have your fitness. And so it's really important to spend some time defining who are you in these areas. So for example, your faith is that what is it you believe in for your faith? Do you believe, do you have a religious practice? Do you have a spiritual practice? Do you believe in certain values? Do you believe in certain principles? And in an interview, you don't have to get into depth. Like they can't specifically ask you about your religion in an interview. It's one of those questions that they can't just flat out ask you what your religion is. But that doesn't mean that you can't share um, who you are as part of your identity. So you don't go into an oral board trying to convince somebody into your, your belief or your faith or your way of thinking. But you do wanna be clear on what are your values, what are your principles, and also what your background is in the area of faith. For me on both sides of the family is that I have a history of, of some, some um, family members that were in ministry. And so being able to understand my family history in terms of faith is, um, can be very helpful in terms of understanding my identity. So know your faith, which can resemble your values and your beliefs and how you you live out your life. Under family is what does your family look like? Are you married? Are you single? Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Do you have brothers? Um, what did your what um what is your heritage? So not just your immediate family, but you can also look back and say, look, um, my family came to this country, uh, you know, on a on a boat or whatever it is. Like owning who you are in terms of your identity, uh, or in terms of your family. So what did your parents do? So something from my past is that my parents were both teachers, which kind of led me this desire for public service and for also learning and growing and constantly learning. I'm always trying to learn new things. And that's something that came from my parents and in the position of company officers that i'm constantly learning and constantly growing and constantly looking at different training opportunities so faith your family your finance so finance is kind of more career but it also speaks to how well you manage um the resources on earth so if you you know if you have um whatever your career history is it's really important to share your career history and also anything else that's going to share it that you're responsible so There's a um, so part of that is so understanding your finances, which can be your career, but it can also be your ability to manage resources. So if you have, um, you know, if you own your own house or if you own rental properties or um, you or if you run a business or you've run a business, ran a business in the past, there can be a lot of beneficial qualities that you can share during an interview that could be relevant towards the position with the department. And then the final part is fitness. So if if you have to be in good shape, you have to be healthy in order to do the fire service job. And it's important to share that part of it. Maybe you have a background of athletics. Maybe you have a certain workout program you follow. Maybe there's some type of diet or nutrition that you follow that could be relevant. So the key to this is know who you are and be able to speak to that. So under these four areas is there should be some things that you want to share in your faith, in your family, in your finance, and in your fitness. And these are things that um, the key here is that it all has to be relevant towards the position in the department. So who are you in relation? It's all about relationship, how you relate to, to other people, to other things, Who are you in relationship to the position in the department that you're testing for? And so a big part of that is is you want to identify these things that identify you, that identify your past, that identify your family, and um, make this relevant towards the position. So if you have um, have good values from your faith, that's going to make sure that you uphold integrity and honesty and um, hard work ethic, whatever those values are, make that in alignment with the mission, vision, values of the organization that you're testing for. And so what you can do is spend some time writing these out. Identify what it is about your faith that identifies you, what it is with your family, what it is with your finances, and what it is with your fitness. And then you're going to rehearse this and get this really clean. So when they ask who you are, then you can just say this without getting, um, you can clearly and Specifically, share this in a story format. It's possible to combine all these into a story that includes these details that helps define who you are. The next question is why does this matter? The way or why does it matter? Or why do you want to promote or why? What's the why behind you wanting to promote to that next level or to get this new position? The answer to a why question is because. So just remember that if you're asked a why question, because is what's going to start that answer and because is another very profound statement. There's there's a movement that happened a few years ago that was called because I said I would. And they had t-shirts and hats and it was a slogan that you could donate and it was basically people would just they <clears throat> they would set a goal or a commitment or something that they were going to do and they would honor their word and see that through. So because I said I would is because they say, why do you want to do it? And say, because I said I would is following through on what you say we're going to do. So because um, a big part about the why is that emotion matters. So when you express your why, you there's this other saying that is that if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not your why. So the, the, the basic part of having a strong why is that human beings are driven by two forces. Our behavior is determined by pain, the desire to avoid pain, and then the other desire is to pursue pleasure. It's like the metaphor of the carrot and the stick is that um, human beings will do a lot to avoid pain and will do quite a bit to avoid pleasure. Pain is a much more significant motivator. It's a more significant driver than pleasure. That being said, pleasure is still important. So, so um, your why is going to be an emotional reason that identifies the pain and the pleasure. And if you can identify both of these, then you can have this heartfelt, emotional, relevant reason as to why it is that you want the position. So in order to do this, this is also the tool. So both of these, the who and the why, you can expand these by going over strategy number five, which is know your why. Um, In the promotion playbook, it's about purpose. So if you're clear on your purpose, you're gonna know who you are and you're gonna know why this matters. In order to find your why, sometimes you have to go into the darkness. So a lot of times you have to face your biggest failures, your biggest heartaches, the biggest adversity that you faced in your life. And if you can go into that dark pit, you can often find diamonds within the darkness. In order to find the diamonds and the gifting that life in your life, you often have to go through the pit. You have to go in through the darkness to get those diamonds because the way life often works is that adversity, things are not refined or polished or brought about. Our greatest gifting is often only forged through great adversity. So emotion matters, and I encourage you to go into those dark moments in your life to find out what your purpose is, what your why is, and then rehearse so that you can share that authentically. A number of people that I've helped with their oral boards with their promotion have had some significant uh, past things happen in their life. They've had they've had brothers that have been killed. They've had. Um, family members commit suicide, they've lived through divorces, they've um, they've had their own physical challenges, they may have survived cancer, and there's all this darkness that people have throughout life, and in that darkness is often where you're gonna find your purpose. So in that purpose, be willing to look into the darkness and be willing to use that darkness and create a story, a meaning that's gonna give you power and not make you a victim. So in that darkness, if you can refine it, then often you can find a purpose and you can make that purpose relevant towards helping um, best serve the, the fire service brothers and sisters, the community, and why it is that you feel called to help people in their darkest moment. In the fire service and first responders, we exist to serve people in that darkness. The core of our job is that we're facing, we go to help people that are, facing major loss or possibly death or major injury and we have to be there for them and being able to to face that darkness it's helpful to um to speak to it in your own life but then also make it relevant towards the position in the department so to refine your why there is the tool in um in the promotion playbook there's a tool to help you kind of journal that out and what it is is you look at these two different areas you look, at, um, you look at this four-dimensional wheel, your faith, your family, your finance, your fitness, and so you can find where's the pain. And then also don't just stay in the pain. You have to move towards that pleasure. So here's the pain that I've faced in my family. Here's the financial setback I've faced in the past. Here's the physical setback. Here's where I've faced darkness with my own beliefs and my values, and then move it towards a possibility because we wanna move towards a, a a light possibility, a pleasure, move towards the pleasure of possibility and to have a inspiring vision moving forward. So if you use that tool, um, it kind of helps you to journal that out and get clear on your why, get clear on your purpose and help you to answer that question. The last part of this is what. And so the what part of this is that results. Results are all that matter. There's I'm going to reference the Bible again. Is that by there, a tree is known by its fruit? So again, in the New Testament, there's a quote from Jesus that says, "A tree is known by its fruit. You cannot go to a an apple tree and get an orange. You can't go to an orange tree and get an apple. And so the fruit is how you will know people. So you can you can talk the talk. You can say all the right things, but if you don't have the results in your life, then it's not going to hold. The weight, people are going to see right through it. And so it's really important to have the results and not just have the results, but be clear on the results. What I see more often than not is that a lot of the people that I've helped is that they have have the knowledge, the experience, the training, the relationships, the community, the mindset, but they're not good at sharing it. They don't like to talk about themselves. They don't like to brag. But if you're not willing to brag or if you're not willing to share about what you do well, then you're doing a disservice to your peers, to yourself, to your family and the community. Know what you do well and be okay sharing that. So the what is what are the results that are specific towards the position, towards the department that are going to help you do well. And how to help get this is if you go to the oral board prep sheets, The oral board prep sheets are found in the skill set on speaking, and it's one of the four skills. And so that just helps you to get clear on what are the results that are needed in the position, in the department, and what are your past results that you're gonna, that you have, and then also what are the few, what are the results you're gonna provide in the future? So what, you can say, what have you done to prepare? The other part is, what are you gonna do moving forward? So the results, the logical piece. What are the numbers? And be specific on the numbers and um, the facts and the things that you have done. What are your degrees? What's your training? What's your certificates? How many hours do you have in the seat? How many, um, how many, how many people have you trained? And so the results is the logical piece of it. So looking at this, so you find out the identity is who are you? The why is the big emotional reasons as to why this matters and why uh, it matters not just to you, but why it matters to the department and why you're going to be the best person for it. And then the what is the logical piece of this. To To make a best case, you have to have emotion. If you can connect emotionally and you can provide a logical case as to why you're the best, you're really going to do well with your oral board, assuming that you're the best person for the position. So who are you? Why does it matter? And what have you done? The what, again, is the specific results and the numbers and the stats that back up why you're the best for the position. For the what is you can look up the oral board prep sheet. So I encourage you to really rehearse these questions. Who are you? Why do you want the position? And what have you done to prepare? Also, what are you going to do in the future in the position? So the who, the why, and the what. And then the other part of this, the how is covered with the seven strategies and the four skills. So the how is covered in the seven strategies and the four skills that we're going to cover in the future. But really be clear on who are you, why does it matter, and what um, what are the specific numbers that prove that you're the best for it. There's one other thing that can help you with these stories. So ideally you're going to have stories and you can you can have a story for each of these like you can just go you can answer each of these questions and have a story for each or you could have with work you could work on a story that in co- that covers all of this and whenever you're asked a question work on how you can work part of this into that question or into a story on how you can interweave these parts of who you are why does it matter and what have you done to prepare Um, It gets to be an art. There's a science to this and there's an art. So the science is that you have proven um, a proven practice. And then the art is that you you have to be able to adapt and be flexible with it uh, to best fit the situation at hand. There's a couple of tools that you might want to you might want to use also. So the the other tools is there's a story blueprint template. In the promotion playbook, and so being able to um, understand the the pieces that make up a story and to tell it in a structured way can be really helpful. So that's the story blueprint. It's found in the promotion playbook under writing skills. Is that you write out these stories, you structure them in a way that creates a good connection and a good flow, and um, that's a real simple basic template that's in the book. There, I've also created a story map, which is a three part like a three-stage story that helps to better map it out. And it basically follows those same questions in the story blueprint, but the map just helps to to show the progression. And it also gives these three different scenes for it. If you wanna get the story map, if you wanna find out more about the stories or the the tools that I mentioned here, you can go to the promotionplaybook.com. And I currently have a, a toolkit, a oral board preparation toolkit, which has, um, it's got all these templates, and then it's also got videos that explain how they work. And it's going to help you to get clear on who are you, why do you want this position, and what have you done to prepare. If you can tell really great stories, it's going to help not just with your promotional test, but it's going to help in every relationship and every other interaction that you have because human beings love to interact with stories. We interact with stories and people that are good at telling stories have more influence, have more connection, even if it's telling your kids a bedtime story or um, you know, sharing a story with, with your spouse or with your siblings or your parents, is being able to tell good stories is a real critical piece towards effective communication. Thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate it. I hope that this was helpful. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. I'll continue to add add value. You can go to promotionplaybook.com right now. There's a toolkit that I have there and you can get, um, there's a lot more resources and explanation on how these tools work. You can buy the promotion playbook on Amazon. And then one other resource I'd encourage you to look at is the hero. There's an audio book If you go to Amazon, you can find it, and it's available in Audible. The audiobook is available in Audible, and it's called The Heroes' Two Journeys. The Heroes' Two Journeys, it's an audiobook from two Hollywood screenwriters, and they talk about how to structure a story so that it creates a a real connection with the audience. And the screenwriters talked about a lot of these movies that they've helped with, and how all these stories follow this certain sequence and this certain pattern. And it's really fascinating because if you can understand how that works, it's gonna help you to tell the best stories, which are gonna determine what you believe, how you perceive the world, and how you interact with others. So that book is called The Hero's Two Journeys. It's only available in audio book. It was a conference that was done, and so they record the conference but it's, it only costs you a couple bucks to get it or a few bucks to get it. And it's a, a really great book to listen to as you think about these the stories that determine your life and how you can tell the best stories and um, how to structure stories. So you don't necessarily need to have the best life experience. You just have to be able to tell it in a way that creates an emotional connection with an audience. And then you can back it up by interweaving logic into it. So mastering this craft of telling stories is critically important towards relationships, towards influence, towards interviews, and will serve you in many other areas in life. Thank you for listening. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you.